0: Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy Elder Sensei. One half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man Tim Einkel at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. Hello, my backpack. We'll spray paint to barkers destructor. Tagging up a trip. I catch the path. Take a trip to the train yard to think back. When I used to write that, it's the used to hit. Had all the mad color tips. Breaking
1: was my thing I used to Formerly of the influential hip-hop group Artifacts, legendary Elder Sensei joins me now on the library on rapstation.com to discuss his new, newest album with the Immortals Project called Rogue Agents. Hip-hop god Elder Sensei, thanks for coming on the show. No doubt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So the Immortals Project, obviously featuring you, is titled Rogue Agents uh, and is entirely produced by Duplicats. Off the back, I guess, how did you guys link up uh, to kind of start the Immortals Project?
2: Well, I, I've known um, Duke for a minute now, a good, like, five years. Uh, I met him through a mutual friend, uh, Saul Wallace, and um, we we got together. We did the first EP. I mean, it was more or less, I won't say we threw, threw things together, but we was, um, we didn't have the chemistry we have now, so it was, like, more or less an experiment, and it actually did, did kind of good, you know, in, in, in retrospect of what we were trying to accomplish. 'Cause we didn't really have an idea what was you know, we were gonna do. We had a direction but nothing like the direction we have now. And I think that came through, you know, just spending time with each other. You know, we was on the road at uh A three C Festival a lot and they had the unique unique square bus where they had a studio on there. Um, we did a couple of uh mixed CDs with that. And, you know, Duke was doing the mixing he was in the you know, working the booth and working the board when we was in there recording along with a couple of other people. So I think, you know, on the road, we was pretty much like, I think for the next project, we're going to do something totally different from the last one. And I guess like from gelling together and getting a certain chemistry, you know, we and we actually had like a, a theme to go on as far as what we're doing right now with the Lil' Gageons album, because that that's what we didn't have on on the first EP.
1: Right. Actually, I I wanted to get into that. Uh, You know, as we mentioned, the name of the album is Rogue Agents. So kind of, if you could talk about why did you guys name it that? And also, uh, I know in the jacket of the album, there was an explanation of the purpose of the album. Uh, Can you talk about the purpose of the album and why did you guys feel that it was important to release um, an album with this purpose at this time in in your career or actually in in, in the music industry?
2: I think with the climate... uh... Just the industry and the music we're going through right now its so much out there and you know a lot of people still don't have enough information on, on a lot of you know music that's out there you know mm. whether it be an artist like myself whether it be a rock marciano you know a lot of people still come to me like yo AG you know when he, they hear songs with me with certain people they're like wow are you still rocking and it's <laughs> like you know I feel like you still you guys just don't understand like this, these people that you asked me about, if they're still working or not, they all still working because I feel like that's when I say they don't have the information to gain the knowledge of what they're missing. So I mm-hmm. feel like with, with what me and Duplica is doing, I feel like we really, you know, looked at it as like on some, also like a giant Tom Clancy books, like uh, Siphon Filter games, like Metal Gear Solid, just pretty much anything we felt like you know, Jason Bourne, just <laughs> the, the, the theme of, of, like, going to the... we, we coming to the people to, un, to let them understand that there's a lot of stuff out there that you're missing out on. But in order for us to show you, we have to do it in this way. And it's almost like in a forceful tactic to, you know, get the attention. Because really, that's how it used to be anyway. You know, mm. we we trying to come from a time where, you know, every things were aggressive in the music. You know, it was driving, you know, the sounds were different. It wasn't like trying to sound like everybody else's music. So we breaking apart from what everybody else is doing, but still having a formula of what we know we have to do. But because it's today, because people are not used to that, and they, like, hear certain uh, records today, and they, they get excited. But I'm like, look, that's how it's supposed to be, whether it right. be a Kendrick Lamar, whether it be, you know, a... a is a lot of uh, MOP. they still rock like how they're supposed to the rock because that's what they, people know them to be. You know, so it's like, we feel, as though, in, in order for them to understand that fully, that's the reason why we f- chose the title Rogue Agents because we knew. Like, we come, any way that we came, like, last time, like, people don't even realize we had an ET out because right. of this record now. So now they got to, they're going to go back and backtrack, you know, to see what we did on that one, but then they'll also see the growth because we, you know we this time out we got to let them know that alright there's a, a lot that we're doing but it's just that we got to forcefully feed everybody that we're doing
1: it cool and the and the first track of the album uh, Let's Get Free it features us dot .X
0: yeah uh huh yeah 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 it's my man duplicate sensei sensei that .X give it to what smasher yeah yeah. Hit him out. Yeah. Mortals project. That's right. Give it to him. Give it to him. Rings are all surgical and songs workable. Program to surgical support from a circle. Audible. Take a cell compound, affordable. All feelings mutual. Big sounds recordable. Bang in the now. Slang in the now. Economically, we count. Bars all stars. Flicker roll gauge and charge. Tracking law bonds. Contains this by far. Maximum.
1: Big. I think one thing I really liked about the track. I mean, there's many things I liked about the track, but the the last part of the track where you're talking and you kind of, you know, you say that this album is representing your current fans, but also representing fans that just don't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I and and you 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 listen to some artists that are just kind of, they've gotten to the point, and it's for what, and it's nothing against them, but they've gotten to the point where there's, I don't want to say they sound burnt out, but they just sound content or complacent right, to right, where right, they are, right. and like you know. If, if 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 Joe Schmo is not going to listen to my album, then f him. If the critic doesn't like my album, then f him. You know that t- type that type of mentality. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering, you you've obviously been doing this for you know a while, and and we all appreciate it. Uh, how do you not become, I guess, complacent in you know your your listenership or your fans? Like, what what keeps you from wanting to reach more fans?
2: I think it got a lot to do with touring. You mm-hmm. know, because when you get to see the people. A lot of people, I, it's it's weird, man. It's like I've been to Japan three times. My third time was just this, this past year, and it was more people that came out to see me than the other times I was there. And the first time I was with artifacts. Second time I came by myself, but I, I didn't realize how much I did when I was there because when I came back in 2013, a lot of people that I met from that when I, in '99 was coming to me like you remember me? You remember me? You did this. I told them everything. I remember everything. But for them, for them, a lot of people that came to the the shows was like, even hit me on my Instagram, my Facebook, like I'm coming to your show. This is the first time I get to see you perform live ever. But I also get to see how how it feels to have a 90s artist in my face because he said, I'm watching, I'm looking at your YouTube page, uh, the videos and stuff, and I'm feeling like maybe he's going to do this tonight. And, And I was laughing because that's what they expected. He expected that like, from what I've been doing and, and, and from my past to now. So I feel like I still have a lot to prove. And I say to myself, uh, doing, still doing music, but uh, sound-wise and, and lyric, lyrically and just being an, uh, an, an artist, you know, you can never say you want to stop or should get complacent because you're you challenging yourself to have these people, you know, it's pretty much like you're trying to be a president or trying to be a, uh, get people to vote for you. You know, you're trying to get these people to understand Like, I don't care where I come from, I can perform in front of a lot of people. Half the crowd going to be my age because they know I'm coming, but half the crowd going to be young. And they might have heard a lot of Elder Sensei songs, but some of them never probably heard the Artifact song. So if I'm doing those songs, they'll come to me after the show, like, yo, what songs was that? I'm like, yo, I was from my, when I was in my group. You know what I'm saying? So... They is because the times change so fast, and because there's so much out there, you know. If you don't, I, I remember the dude at the label when I was on Atlanta. He told me, "If you you're, you're as good as your last record." So I would want every, if I have a hot record out one year, I, you can't take a break. I've done that before, you know, where I put out an album in 2002, didn't come with another album until 2006. But in between, in between, I was still touring. In I was still doing singles, doing features, but people still call me and I, you know, I hope that is because of what I've built as a resume, that that's the reason why people still hit me on certain joints, like silent someone in the lab, 82s, and you know, the, the gun Gun joint with DJ doom with not so a lot of professor. I feel like I, I've got like a lot of fire under my ass. I hope I can say that. Yes, but I got a lot of, I got a lot of, I got a lot of fire under, up underneath me right now. And, and, and it just, you know, I want to show that, you know, it's, it's not all what people hear on the radio. And and there's only a handful of cats from my era that's still out there working as it is. So I'm, I'm just really just trying to keep the brand out there and, and actually build it up, because I've learned a lot since I've been off of a major label. I've done a lot more since I've been off a of major label. I've learned that it's really just what you put into it. You can be your own manager. You can be your own agent. But at the end of the day, it reflects on who you are. And if you're, if you're a hustler, if you're a grinder in this music game, that's, you know, what I try to personify and what I do in music. And that, that's pretty much in a nutshell that <laughs> i ramble with.
0: Y'all done started something. Say what? He went in on that. Understand we got history. We go back. He done been in the basement. Yeah, understand that. Uh-huh, I'm talking about the early years, the World War years. He's messing with that. He's not playing right now. My man, right there, Elson Sensei. In conclusion, made it dark, subduing. Away from all confusion, self improvement. Many rappers are losing. Fantasy leaves squeezed. Not many for the choosing. My spirit never broken. I'm never saw spoken. Load up and piss smoking while all floating. I got the girl open, learning to make emotion. Purpose to have commotion, sprung for both coaching. Wordplay is blunted and doves blunted. All states chomping and blowing all monitors. Jersey monster, famous to make the latest, to make them go ages. Limitlessly outrageous. Name change the status and crowd. I think that we did a good job
2: and representing, you know, our listeners and our fans. So, you know, and hopefully the new fans that we're gonna gain because a
1: lot of people- I read on the bandcamp page uh, you know, the first song that you and uh, Duplicuts kinda of put together was um, On the Rise. So I was just wondering, like, how how did that track come together? And then what what did you want um, your the listeners and, you know, fans to get from this track?
2: When Duplicates gave me the track, I was like, whoa, okay. You know, I sat with it for a second because what he knows attracts me are, are the drums. Mm. But then what I heard was those horns. And I, I just heard the hook. That was the first time in a long time I heard a beat where I thought of doing the hook first rather than writing the rock.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Okay. So it was like when that hook came, out, I just heard I heard just something going with the. I was like, okay, okay. So I just wrote the hook quickly <laughs> before it got out of my head. But once it, it's so like action packed, it's so like driving in a car fast, not trying to get away from somebody, but trying to see how fast you can go. Right. It's like it's like theme music, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it's like um, you know. I, I wanted any time I hear a certain track like that, like it make me feel like I, if somebody else had this beat, if if somebody hear this song, I want them to feel like ooh, if I had this beat, I would probably do the same thing or more. But it's oh, just wow. that I I have to take them on that journey to say, like look, I got it. So look, this is what I'm gonna do. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, that's what I think about. You know, it, it's for me with that song. It was just like how the the video looks. Like I feel like I, I saw explosions in my head, and they were just coming out. But I just always try to inform the listener, like, yeah, I'll be informative and I'll stick up for my, my, my culture, but at the same time, there's always going to be venom spewed and, and battle verses and lines in there that will stick to you and make you feel like, oh, okay, okay, you know, that's you want that person, even when you at the show, you want them sitting in the front of you with their stink face and their eyes <laughs> closed and they just got that, oh, you know what he just said? So if you can't get that out of the listener or out of the person in front of you in the crowd or... Just even this fan walking up to you, saying they like your stuff and they appreciate what you're doing. That's that's totally what it is. And that whole song just wrapped up like you know. I, I just felt like and when I gave the duplicate, do- I recorded it twice. The oh, first wow. time I did it, the first time I did it, I didn't like it because I, I didn't feel like I was going in hard enough. So I was like, nah, we're gonna do this over. And I did it again and it came out that way. And I left it alone.
0: Yeah. Uh. Immortals Part Two. Yes, more Jersey-ish, duplicates, Elder Sensei, let's go, uh, immortalized, revered, <laughs> lyrics are common here, necessary and flawless, we simply f*** <laughs> out of here, uh. yeah. me and Duper like beer, and fiffery, special delivery a tight bossman. Charles Bronson martyred, them bodies, slaved and chalked them. Barking harmful spews like ladies of the view, I'm hard to chew. Personal arsenal built to murder you. my verses like multiple choice. The ultimate voice, four inches taller than Royce. You see I campaign for prowess and money in the power. Respect the ready game because I put in mad hours. me down my flows, straightened up and narrow. But still deadly potential like guns and long barrels. Jersey Street shadows alert and leave my signature. On my for majors and heat is what we giving you Immortals on the rise that running hide we got this to expect been repping worldwide why 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 Yeah, sick in my mind committed spin in my lines Considered heavy hitter through conception of time Spreaders in need low piece of trip from my walls socks and drawers. i think this is the 854 the budget get it my piss ain't stunning
1: Another song I really like on the album is um "Is Pass It Off" featuring uh, John J.R. Robinson and in- Internal Crisis.
0: Okay. John uh, Robinson, Dupli Cut, set it off. Park ready, don't forget it. Also got the BX and Far Rock in my spirit. don't get it twisted. Tri State, Ron Gray's kicking the ballistics. Tundra like blizzard, microphone
1: wizard. and And I noticed it's it's made up of you know obviously you're on the you're on the song too. It's made up of all New Jersey MCs. Uh, uh-huh. Why, why? As, as someone actually from New Jersey, why is it important, or is it important for you to kind of feature Jersey MCs on uh, tracks or music?
2: Well, it's, enough, it's not enough that we don't get enough shine as it is. You know, you know, people, you know, talk to immediate groups from Jersey. You know, because we in the forefront, whether it be uh, Artifacts, Naughty, you know, Red Man, Lords of the Underground, you know, Black like Chemistry Bags We can name a, a bunch of. Them. But I think for right now, I have. To not say, you know, pass on the torch, but bring some light that is, you know, a lot more talent out here than people can probably imagine because it hasn't been a lot of MCs coming out of Jersey like we did have, you know, in the in the '90s. So you know, a guy like my man John Robinson, man, like I've known John for a long time. You know, Little Side Jr. Like I've known him for a minute, and I see the one thing that I like about Jay is like let alone his voice, but his wordplay is phenomenal, and I just feel like every time I hear him, he's he going to always say something new, but he's like, even when you get him on the song, it's like, a, uh, like that's kind of the reason why we went with the Rogators and the, the way we despised him, because he's like a hired assassin. I can call this dude at the drop of a dime, and he'll record the verse for me, but I don't really have to worry about how it's going to sound I ain't got to worry about it. if he gonna go in for me. he's gonna always do his hundred percent best every time, and and that's what I really like about working with him. And he's and he's one of my friends in this in this game. And there's not a lot of those either because a lot of people just you know record and get paid and stuff like that, but. I, I broke bread with this dude many times, so he's my friend also
0: got the b x and far rock get my spirit, don't get it twisted. twisted.ry stick round, grace kicking the ballistics, tunndra like blizzard, microphone wizard, what is it? collab power pepper mad flows out of this world, yo we go astro revolutionary like astro by the capsule, red
2: a blue pill. and, and turn he's like a new blood new and he's a triple threat dude, he run Mick beats andy d j and I'm just really trying to groom him right now into like. Being an artist, and he really understands what it is. You know, he, he does shows, so he understands how to perform on stage and how to uh, present himself. And I, I'm just proud that you know he's taking this ride with me because I put him on a lot of stuff, and we I'm on his albums and singles. I just really want to keep him around me so he can see that you know you can be one of the people that you know like a pioneer, no different than how people might say, look at me or look at Tame, But you are in you he in my immediate circle. So I really want to see him him grow.
0: like next time my so Sorry I the, grasp, the You can't tell No so you
2: know, different I got a guy right now my man Beneficence. He's in in Atlanta but he's from New Jersey. He had an album out two a year ago. Did really well, and this is like another guy that he's not on his album, but he's another guy I really want to shed light on because he's from Jersey and he went off on his own went to Atlanta. Next thing I know, he doing he always press his own albums, did everything on his own. Next thing you know, he get with the people in Sweden or Switzerland to get him a deal, deal Adrenaline Records with, and they just give him an album. And I'm like, wow, I see him doing good on all the websites and stuff like that. That made me feel proud because I'm like, look. These are the people that I'm trying to shed light on, and I see it happening right. online. I see it going down. So this is the, the 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 mission that I'm on. You know, a lot of people from Jersey need to be pushed out like that a little bit more. And it, you got all 50 boys out here in Jersey. I, I do joints with them, you know, producer-wise. I got my man, Mint Plus. From here, we got an album coming right now, and it's like a circle that I'm trying to, and, and an army I'm trying to build to, like, like you said, get Jersey a little bit more... Shine
0: and as we deserve, but right like, like for today as well. When comes all we start built so coming
1: w- So was it h- would you say it's harder for Jersey MCs to shine today than it was when you first started?
2: It was always hard. It was always hard. Even, even when we came out back in the day, we never, when we did shows in Manhattan, we never said we we were from until after we were finished. <laughs> after we was over, we were like, all right, we're going back to Jersey, They were like, oh, what? Jersey, get out of here. <laughs> like that. Because, like I said, like, the only, you know, I think people consider artifacts, like, I guess, like, because we spoke on the culture of pretty much of hip hop on every level whether it had been graffiti, breakdancing, people wearing, uh MC and DJing, we we pretty much do it all. And, set, and spoke upon it on the first record we ever put out. So I think for the world and for everybody, you know, in New York, you, you're trying to always impress New York. Mm-hmm. But when we came out, a lot of people thought we was from New York. Because they, cause they didn't think that we fit the part, like, we didn't look like we were from Jersey. I don't know what it was, but they just felt like, I'm not from New Jersey. Like, sounding like that. I think like, we, we are. And we it's not just because we from Jersey, it's just because we I know we're not from New York and right. sounding like that. Because at the time, 94, 93, it, we talking like we were talking, it wasn't a lot of coming out of Jersey like that. Right. So we pretty much covered all the bases and, and still like trying to do the same thing today.
1: Nice. Uh, we're speaking to Elder Sensei, a new album uh, with the Immortal Project called uh, "Rogue Agents." I want to get into one of the tracks on the album, a "Major Play," uh, featuring Sadadex. Yes, yes, uh, yes. yes. On, on I read again that on your on the the bandcamp page, I read that you you were kind of hesitant to. Um, you, you said that this the beat that you guys were spitting over wasn't a beat that your fans were going to expect that you would you right, know, right. would rhyme over. So was there any hesitation For you to rhyme over that beat When you first heard it Uh, I mean were you worried That you might lose your like? I'm not lose lose for good But like you know It might be the It might be the one track That the fans just like Why you know This is not an L beat I'm going to skip over it Or something like that
2: Uh, Nah I I wasn't scared at all I I just and Sadat sat there I played on the beat He looked at me He said yeah let's go Only because (laughs) I knew knew That we wasn't going to Spit like how People probably thought we was Like you hear a track like that, that think we're gonna try to, you know, have a southern swing or something like that. I just felt like, look, if we MCs, we should be able to sit on any kind of beat and turn it into something that we would want to present it as like East Coast bounce. You know, we, it's no, we're not trying to be something that we not. I just felt like, yo, we got this beat, let's bounce on it because if it, it, we could do double time spit or we could do regular spit, we and we both like we did both. But I just think that I, I wanted to make a song for. These, these cats today that probably won't think we was able to make a song like that, mm. you know. And, and for the listeners who we who follow us, we saying to them like, look, just we we doing it like this. Appreciate it. I mean, we understand if you didn't, but is we going to make it as hard as possible for you to, to say that as well because of what we're saying. But I just think it fits for today. And, and we trying to show and prove that, like, look, even though we from this era, it don't mean we can't do this. Because we, we, we in the game, we just as much MC as we guys got today, whether, whether they want to call themselves that or not. If, if me and Sadat are MCs, we should be able to adapt to anything. But I, think, I just think, like, once I heard we, we started getting into it, I was like, man, this is just really, like, a good song right now.
0: Out of more than sixteens, big mean, first team, thirty-two miles and best things, and grind, and climb, written out for collaboration, maturation, saturating, walking that evaporating, yeah, music is aspirating.
1: I don't simply right. have to pick it And I, I I I definitely liked I really like the album because I think it's just uh it's one of those complete albums where you don't there's there's no reason to skip any track, you know. Just yeah, and I, I appreciate I appreciate that, I always say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like it's like you know, it's like you, you, if you skip a track, you have to be like, why the heck am I skipping this track? There's you know, uh, you know eventually, like, you're
2: eventually gonna come back to it. Like yeah. I ain't listen to this one as much as I listen to the other one, and it's so, and, and, and and also you're trying to give the listener a choice. You know, I know that for every song I do, everybody's not gonna like every joint, but I'm gonna give it my all to make you like give you a choice to say, Hey, you know what? You know, I ain't listened to that one so much like that. I I didn't hear that. But Mm. then it's also saying like, you know, you might, if if it's eight joints, 12 joints on there, hopefully you'll like about eight up.
1: So, so so, so, I was curious with, with this type of project, I mean, and when you, you know, you, you have Sadat on it, you have Craig G on it. Uh, do you, are you, are you sitting down with, well, one, I, I, when you write, when you write a verse, are you, um, are you writing to the beat or do you write the, you know, do you write first and then get the beat? Uh, I guess maybe it depends on the song. And then also, when you write with, when you write with uh, someone on the album, are you hearing what they do first or are you guys writing together? Or how, does, how does that work?
2: Well, usually, I, I, I definitely write to the beat. I, I, I learn from, you know, I can write a bunch of rhymes, but once I get on the track, it's not one pattern with the with the track at all, you know, try to make it fit and it's kind of forcing certain flows into certain beat patterns and stuff like that so you know i probably take some of what i probably already wrote but majority of the time i'm writing the brand new verses to the beat and just so i can be in the song rather than like all over the place i want to be in the pocket with certain because i don't write straight as it is, like I'll be, I'll rhyme straight, and then the next line will be totally like a flow, and it sound like some, like almost like a harmonizing thing. But then it'll come back to some something sporadic, but then I will try to come back and do it regular. So I'm trying to spit all the different ways to spit the verse around the track. But then it's also, you know, when me and Sadat, we, we did the song. We did the song together. Um, hey, uh, this, uh, the only something they did something crazy. He sent his verse in from Queens when we did that on the last EP but everything else uh, we did in
1: the studio together cool do you have a do you have a favorite track on the album
2: yeah I would say um, on, on the rise I got a couple I would okay. say on the rise because that was the first one I did and I was just like blown away by the track Is like I was like, well, okay, like do it something to the table. <laughs> I was like, he I was like, okay. he was like, he was like, I right, look here. Mm. I was like, okay, oh, oh, where? Like that? Let's go. But I was say on on the rise and um, roll gazing because mm. when I played that for my man. We were in the car, and you know, when the hook came on, and he was just looking at me. He's like, "That's what I'm talking about." <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's like, "That's what I'm talking about." So, I, and, and like I said, like I, rem- I, rem- I did, I remember, of course, doing all the songs, but through all, through all the recording, and after we was finished, some of the songs came back sounding different. And I was like, "Wait, that wasn't like that before." Mm. So it was like you know, Duke was just shocking me all the time. So you know, I, I was, I was amazed when I heard some of the joints, you know, just because of what we did the first time out, I was like, whoa, I said, we, we killing the last record now of his overload right now. So that just showed me the growth and, and, and also all the talks me and him had of how we said we wanted to come. He really, really did that. Mm.
1: Do you have a, is there, is there like one verse on the album where you kind of, you, you shocked yourself, I guess, in terms of like you wrote it and then you read it and you're like, Holy crap. I'm, I'm good.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never do that. I probably like wince a little bit, like here and there, because you, when you, I think all MCs will probably do this stuff. Just sit there and be writing. Let me see which, which one maybe. I would say maybe Code Name Flawless, uh, the second, of the verse after cool Exclusive.
0: The second coming on call, uh-huh. boost it at your mall. collect pieces for fall, double-latch tall, late sure with literate grammar the scenes missing, no charge of fees from years
2: pre-existing. Wait, wait. The, the things damage, I was no saying, I was like, whoa, I, I, I didn't realize I put it together in, in that way, and it came out so clear, and uh, there did not no mistakes, nothing like that, but I think a lot of MCs will have that inside, them when they write and they sitting at the table, I don't care what you're doing at the time, you'll come up with a line, you're like, whoo, whoo, whoa, 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 that? go back, whoa, whoa, back you read it again, read it again, then you try to build on it. So every MC can say they do that. If they tell you they don't do that, they crazy. So they. they I sit there like that, too, because that's when you know, actually, you kind of right. that's when you know you're good. If you feel like, even to yourself, you was like, whoa, whoa, that was impressive. You know, you know, like, if, like somebody else must say, but then it'll be some of them lines you like. I don't think they're gonna catch that one. They are probably gonna listen to this back a few times. Like, oh, oh what well, he said that. But <laughs> a lot of times, those be the good songs because you, know, you always come back and find something you didn't hear before.
1: Hey, so, I want to I want to turn into like talking a little bit more about your career, um, if that's all right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, in. in 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 the book "Hip Hop Hip Hop in America: A Regional Guide" by Mickey Hess, Hess writes about your proficiency of three of the four elements of hip hop is that DJing, MCing, and graph writing. Uh, so for yourself as an MC, how how important or is it important at all that you when you're writing, um, do you pull from those the, the two other elements that you're you know you're proficient in, uh, and also like you know when you're uh, or it also. If you didn't have that proficiency and as a graph writer or a DJ, how different do you think your MCing would be?
2: I think it would probably be a lot different, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I was an artist first, you know, when I, growing up as a kid reading comic books, you know, that imagination to have, you know, and then trying to copy what you see in the comic book and not try to trace, you know, I think that pretty much led to, you know, doing getting into graffiti. You know, you you seeing it for the first time, you like, wow, I want to do that, and you feel like you can. But you know, it's also you got to comes with a lot of factors doing that. So I think with and seeing when you tie those two together, and you know, learn how to DJ, you know. I'm having a record player on top of my little stereo thing and just trying to scratch on that and using the volume as a tater. <laughs> <So laughs> he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna try to do everything. But <laughs> I, I just think all of that ties into rhyming because when you talk about graph, you're talking about putting colors together, different color schemes, you know, um, just whether it be different lettering, uh, you know, and with, with DJing, you're trying to do different scratch patterns. You know, I, I, I know how to juggle a little bit. I, I'm not a battle DJ, but watch my man DJ K.I. for so many years and him teaching me how to, you know, DJ without having headphones on, just look at the mark, whether it's on Cerrados or anything. I think that all comes into play when you're trying to be um, different as a, as an MC because you don't want to sound like nobody else. You want to have to listen to B, the listener to be filmmaking. You know, you're taking them on an adventure and you want the the songs to be colorful and the beats got to match you as a person to the, to the words that you're saying. So it all, you know, boils down to, you know, like I said before, as a reflection of an artist, you know, you attract the same people, you know, that's like you. So that's, if you have a lot of followers, which I hope I have, you know, it's because of that, you know, these people follow me because, of the way I am and because of the way I, I carry myself on doing these songs not talking all reckless and having ratchet songs or whatever just I, I you know just always wanted to incorporate all of these elements into what I was doing and you know it's just being unorthodox at the same time because there's a lot of MCs that's not into doing that so I would say if I wasn't a DJ it, I would probably be at a party somewhere and be like yo if I could DJ I would want to Play music like better than album, or I feel like I can do that. So I just think that if, if you want, you know, want to be able to do that, you have to just take it upon yourself. And so much as like me and Tame did, you know, I think we we pretty much told stories of everything that happened to us being up and coming artists in, in Jersey, then put it all onto wax and we put the first album out. And that, I'm always just trying to practice that. Because that's why people pretty much followed us from the gate.
1: Mm. Um, in two thousand two, when you released your first full length album, uh, "Relax Relate," released, uh, it was right after. You know, it was your first full length af- album uh, solo. Um, mm-hmm. Was there any? I just was curious. I mean, I I, I used to rock that album to death. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thank you uh was there any was there any i mean was there any nerve like ner- were you nervous doing that i mean you know like not not nervous like shaking but you know was like there any fear that well you know you, you yeah you' you're, you're being a solo artist pretty much for the first time and were you uh, you know what i'm saying like were, 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 yeah, were you Nervous yeah a little
2: singing? bit a little bit because you know i was like i didn't know at the time that people wanted to hear a whole album from Elson say so, you know I did a bunch of singles from like 98 to like the, to that time. I just felt like I couldn't keep doing singles and jumping from label to label. You know, I approached uh, West Jackson at Seven Heads, and he gave me the opportunity to do it. And it, for me, that was like a more personal record. Mm. And you know, it wasn't so much of like me bragging about, uh, or, or so much say, you know, talking about myself as as an artist or what I, I'm trying to accomplish. I think it was more or less. Like, you know, after all the stuff that was being said on the streets and, you know, people wondering what happened with Artifacts and people wondering if we we're going to have a make record again, I pretty much, like, from 98 to that time, put everything in a bottle and just put that record together. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, that was a more personal record for me because I probably, you know, let out stuff that I probably never said before but I would say song-wise and the things that the way I had to put that record together, you know, it was my first time out working with Seven Heads, so there was a lot of things I was hoping was going to go right, and I pretty much, you know, it was the first time I ever did something like that. Hmm.
1: Uh, one of the one of the tracks that I used to really play to death uh, from that album was uh Frontline featuring Faro uh, Poe, po, Mike Zoot. Yeah, that's uh, the first
2: that's the first single I ever put out as a solo artist.
1: That was like when I first heard that I was well the beat was just, my uh, the, the beat was off just off the hook. Uh, but also what I really liked was that there was four MCs that were able to it seemed effortlessly just to build off each other. <laughs>
0: Check it out, check it out. dead in this form a musical song is to enlighten and brighten the mind through instrument and rum. And fix those inadequate blows that don't adapt. Making snacks, so racks with DJs, the scratch, scratch Fast, slash, cross hatch, slash, cross patch. Every word of mine to be verbally so tight to latch. Dada da hit you harder than caterpillar trucks. In the lab when we collaborate, all matter will a From a music monta boss mortar. Break the order, torture sound, your sound texture, buying waters in my aura. The future forefather, you
1: slave, as, This is just totally as a fan. <laughs> If you could talk about making that song, just like the creative process, wow. working with those wow. guys.
2: All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you this. I came in, I, uh, my man, Matt Fingers, he came to me. I mean, dude, dude used to always come to the studio with me and Shane was recording, so he was always around sometimes, and he would always tell me, he's like, yo, if, if, if you ever get off the label or something like that, or if you ever get an opportunity, you know, i want to do a song or a uh, single with you. So, I used to be like, nah, we on all this Atlantic record stuff. I don't know if I could do something like that. <laughs> like, I said, I got to fall back and wait and see what's going to happen. So, I just, actually, you know, a lot of things was going on at the label where we was really, you know, about to do that. So, I just told him, like, hold on, we're going to work something out. So, lo and behold, we get off the label, maintain, split up, do what we do. Matt came to me and he called me. He said, Yo, and when I told you you wanted to ever do that record, I said, like, Yeah. He said, You want to do it now? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, yo, okay, if you had a chance to do a record with somebody right now, who would it be? And I was like, all right, you know, only because I hear things, too, I think I need to do some organized confusion.
0: Mm.
2: He said, really? He said, yo, all right, cool, cool, cool. He said, I'm gonna I said, I got my number. I get in touch with him. I tell him to get in touch with Poe. And then he said, well, I, I'll grab Mike, you know, Mike, Zoo because I work with him right now. And, then you know, FT, right? So yeah, I know what FT. Yeah, I know FT. I said, Mr. M. Pat, I said, yeah, I know him. So he's like, yo, look. You know, I said, problems, right? He's like, yeah, I "I trust you, I know him. I like his voice. So he said, I was going to book studio time. Everybody came in the studio, and it was just like Poe was in the other room watching TV. Monster's (laughs) in the room. Mike came in with F. Everybody just grabbed a piece of paper. Everybody started writing. Uh, Poe didn't know what was going on outside the other room. So I don't, I don't think he understood what was happening. I thought he just he was coming to the studio. So I, I go in the other room. He's in there chilling, watching TV, blah, 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 he talking. I was like, yo, um, hello? Are you ready? He's like, ready for what? I threw the notebook on the chest. He was like, oh, words." <laughs> i like, get to work, sir. Get to work. So I went back in the other room. I started writing my verse. Everybody just in their little space doing what they had to do. And Sean is just like, you know, cleaning the beat up a little bit, changing things up and horns in certain places and then um, I, I didn't know what the order was going to be so I, was, I I started off. So I started it and I just was telling everybody like we're going to do it in brackets. Everybody just did a little quick four or six or whatever and then we're just going to go into the hook. So when I after I went, mine was like All right, I got something back to you, So he's in there doing it. I'm sitting outside the booth. Anytime I do songs with my friends that, I, that I'm fans of, I'm freaking out anyway. So sit there <laughs> He, he just, I already told him he was like one of my favorite MCs. I don't have no problem saying that. Right. So he's sitting there doing it. I'm outside the booth like, look at that. I'm going down. Right. This is really happening. So he's doing that. And he come out the booth. And he come to me and say, yo, that was cool. That was good. Let me do it again. I'm looking at him like, huh? Oh, no, you're good. Bro. You're good. You are so good. Listen, listen back, listen back, listen back three times, four times. You're good. You're good. Uh, he even left the room, I said, I don't believe that just happened. <laughs> then then so but Mike and to come in next and, and like nobody heard what everybody was saying until they got in the booth. Oh wow. So once you heard they heard the they heard the end of the verses and going into, you know, where they gotta come in at. So it was everything was just I like, you go ahead, boom, and they looking at me and like I right, stopped. So we was just pretty much putting the song together. Once it got to where the hook was at, I, I, I just let everybody to chill. I started writing the hook. Then Sean came to me. He said, Look, won't you say this? Because he, he asked me to say the hook to him. So I started saying it to him. He said, Won't you change this? And then it'll go with the horn. And da, da, da. I said, All right, cool. All right, I got you. I got you. You know, he shine on his all the time. Dude. Okay, because he said instead of saying more, he said, Just say it twice. Test these MCs. I was like, Oh, true. Okay, get yeah, that. We got it. But then to listen back to it, I didn't even think the little hook that FT and Mike did, they did that on their own. Because they knew they had four bars, a uh, little bridge to play with. Before they jump back into their verses, and to still have the song let be like almost like five minutes was like was crazy. Yeah. And everybody still got to say what they had to say.
1: But yeah, I was. I mean, it was like I think I when I first heard that I think I played it like every day on the minute <laughs> for like for this. I, I, had, I had a radio show in college and I just played that like every show. I, I, I was more impressed with Sean because he played he, he
2: played all that music on that track. That no, yeah.
1: Right, oh, wow, that's um that's that's really incredible.
0: Run up
1: and beef your gun buttons.
0: Crush truck change, the wiry go so frames, change sums up. The dollars white collar, blue range, eat my dust
1: up. So obviously you you're doing a lot more you're 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 solo artist, right? Um than you've been for quite a while. When when did you when did you when did you start feeling comfortable as a solo artist? I mean, was it right after the first album? Was it during the first album? album Was it before the first album?
2: I think after the first album, I was I kind of like knew what I wanted to do on on the, on whatever next project I was going to do. So I was like, okay, you know, I, like I said, constantly touring. I'm just always on the road, you know, trying to stay fresh in the people's ears and in their faces. Like, look, I'm here, I'm here. Don't forget about me. I'm, I'm working, I'm working hard. And next, thing, you know, I get this it's this uh, situation with Fappies. And I recorded the unusual album. Mm-hmm. But, but doing that record, I was like, I think at a point where I was like, Okay, I did this album, it was dope, it was personal and people that worked at the labels like yo, know, they said the same thing. yo, oh, that album was dope. On this one we need you to just come with the album. Yeah, I I already know, I already know. So mm-hmm. I just was trying to you know, get with people that I knew that had these, you know, kind of one of the Few people to first work with jake one uh Il-Mine gave me the crop please the joint working with socrates that's my man from from camp, from T-Doc canada you know and and very very talented i'm always i would like to work with him again mm. um you know my man fusion from baltimore i revolution gave me a track and i was just trying to like reach out to people who i had who i was fans of producer wise but knew at the time what they had out, and because they had their own projects out. So I was like, you know, just trying to make a record where it was like, instead of talking about things and being personal, I was like, this whole album, J. Rawls, you know, this record is just gonna be boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, no bones about it. Every song was coming in hard. There was no really slow songs on the record. You know, everything was very, very forceful and powerful. And I think after that record, and listening still back to that record, that's when I was convinced to myself like alright you know now you are an official artist you got two albums under your belt this one sounds better than the last one and now from then on you got I always felt like I had to top that record
0: (laughs) Captain of the ship Buckaroo Banzai Master of the Sword Light Lee Mubai
1: when you released uh, GT2 New World with the Polish production team, The The Returners, uh, you said in an interview that, uh, quote, The Returners and I made this record for all those who wish to be taken away from for an hour and just reconnect with the vibe of what good hip hop is all about. So I'm just curious, can, can you de- for yourself, what can you define what good hip hop music is uh, to you? And then also, what's your take on today's you know hip hop music, today's hip hop music versus what's considered the quote unquote golden era? Uh, and do you think we're closer to getting back to that golden era?
2: Okay, true. For me, good hip-hop is, like, it has to be a certain standard that you got to, you know, hold yourself to. You know, it, and I think what's... Um, I'm, I'm always going to come back to what's different and now and back when I started to today or as a listener growing up. But I think, for me, good hip-hop is driving music, not to be bored. Mm. You know, you want to... uh Take the listener on a ride, you know. Give some, give something back at the same time, and not be as don't not to be selfish. The only thing is about, you know, what you want to hear, you know. But after, you gotta understand that you care to the people, you know. When, when from your first record to your last, so I feel like good music is is to you know keep the listener like on on the edge of their seat. You know, and and that's the one thing I would say I like about Public Enemy music, and I think that's an ingredient in my, and the music that me and Duke just did with this album. You know, we try to have uh, a diverse record and a with different sound, but everything to be, you know, forceful. Mm-hmm. When you listen to Public Enemy music, it was forceful, it was in your face, and that's how I I grew up off of all of this kind of music, whether it be G Rap. Whether you know terrorists went, all these people, they they were all in your face when you right. listen to their music. When you listen to their words, it was like there was words grab you because of the way they saying it. So it's almost a testament to what you said earlier when people sound burnt out. I'm like, right. you know, you got to sound clear. Your message got to be clear. Your voice got to be clear, and, and and people take you serious more seriously than you would ever think if you was to keep that up. Because we all came from that. So I think you got to, you know, keep that up. And then, you know, beats got to be banging and not – I hate light music. I don't like light like beats. You know, it, I don't like something where I put it in everything. I'm hearing more hi-hats than I'm hearing bottom. So right. it's just, you know, I, I want people to get in their car, and if they turn it up to 10, they're going to have to turn it down a little bit. That beats is cranking. You know, there's things we can do in the studio to, to make it loud and then where the people got to be like, oh, okay, let me turn it down. But then they get to a level where they're comfortable. That's the same thing with, with hip-hop music. You get people to a point where they're comfortable with what you're saying, but because they're digging what you're saying.
1: Yeah, nice. And um, I think the
2: difference with, with music today compared to when we started is, like I said, every, everything is soft. Everything is unimaginative. Everything is like, I don't get it. Like, and, and people accept it. Like I ain't, I, I don't hate on nobody that's making money. Like you know, and I, we all—that's a cliche to say that too. But I just feel like man, like for a lot of this stuff, people be liking. Man. I'm like, really? Come on! Like, you can't be serious. You know what I'm saying? Man. We let a lot—we let a lot of years slide by with a lot of garbage. That's why it's hard right now for a lot of people to make records, and these these, these industry people that's involved in music today. Ain't never coming from where we came from in the beginning, or from we would work. We were signed to labels. People, when we were signed to labels. People were working there. That looked like us.
1: Right, right, definitely.
2: They, they, they. I don't care what color you was, but they looked like they was at least as hip hop as you was. Right. That's that is gone today. Like now, everybody is a corporate hip hop dude that maybe grew up listening to it. They put stuck him in the office. I've seen this go through years and years with this with this industry. So it's like people that's controlling the game still, at, like back in the day, putting out the garbage but, but people letting it happen. I think radio DJs got a lot to do with the, the change of music, too, because, you know, I know what y'all trying to do, but don't 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 abandon, you know what I'm saying, what, what, what it's supposed to be. If you're going to do that, balance it out. That's all I say. I, I don't wanna be at a party and hear all nineties music either or, or all underground stuff and I see people over there that's not like me getting bored and stuff. You, you we gotta to cater to everybody. And that's what it is to to go into being an, an artist too. You gotta to cater to everybody that's listening now. But then I don't wanna be subject to not being heard because you feel like you know, ah, right, you, you ain't hot enough or you are you know, from that era or you know, come on man, like good music is good music. Mm. And, and, and a lot of music today ain't as good as it used to be, you know, and then that's when we get into the golden era. You know, that's always going to be considered, like, from from early 90s, eight, even 88. I, I always got to start at 88. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, stop like, I go from 88, and and then you stop at maybe, like, yeah, 98, a little bit of 2000. Mm. But, like, after that, is gone. So when you talk about the majority of the groups, like yo, if you realize there's, like no hip hop groups right now, besides right. like Roots and like Wu Tang here and there, and, you know. But now we, that's why we, we put we, you know, subsidiary groups together, whether it be Wu Block. I love that hmm. Wu Block when Locks and, and Wu Tang got together. I was like, oh, see, but that's people getting dudes getting smart,
1: right? Definitely.
2: That's me getting smart, but then it's like, it's, but it's also because. These young cats don't realize when they now walking around with flat tops, and, and and going to the thrift store buying clothes that we used to wear back in the '90s. I'm like, hey, I'm like, y'all realize y'all still walking around with dudes that still making music from the '90s. So we like, they might think we older, but we like dinosaurs walking around y'all right now, still making music, and y'all got to compete with us now, because yeah. now the game is balanced out When you talk about the internet. And for Golden Era MCs and Golden Era music, the internet is is, is like I tell dudes like cherish that. because if it wasn't for the internet, got dudes like me, Bonds, like a lot of dudes, uh, lick nuts, alcoholics, and and, and beat nuts making albums together. All of these dudes right now, if it wasn't for cats like you, if it wasn't for a lot of the the, the, the like vlog sites and blog and and, and online radio shows. They they have an outlet now to just like yo if if this DJ ain't gonna play it on the radio I got my own show going this stream I go on this you, this station here and they can support it so you know I feel like if if as long as we able to work to, you know go to, that's why it's hard to call it golden era I just say good music ain't gonna never be lost but I would say from from the era we from is just that music was just so, like, you can't talk, you can't, they can't, and we'll never be able to duplicate that. They just need to let, let us make the music still. Like, a lot of these dudes from the Golden there are still making music, so as long as they have an outlet to put the music out, people are able to get it, you know, but it, but it just still got to be, you know, artists got to be responsible for what they're doing, but I don't think none of these people are going to be able to equate what we did in, in
1: the 90s. And, it, and it's definitely like what you said about, I mean, the lack of, Diversity in music and radio—it's just like you have you have that same kind of formula that a person's putting out for a single, and they're just going to constantly play that. You know. See, but sounds... then
2: the label telling me, like, you know, the ladies want the music. That's one thing different too today. A lot of the a lot of the music that dudes are putting out is driven toward women. Right. Where yeah, like you didn't you didn't, you're not giving the woman the choice of what she should like because right. you're making these so unquote" female songs or these. You know, you, you're taking the girl out. I'm going to spend this money on you. I'm going to do this. Those songs is cool, but it's like, really? It, you're not giving the woman a chance to say, I can you know, I, I kid you not, and you probably can vouch for me on this. I remember when Last day's is Honest, when that song came out, mm-hmm. you know, I remember going to the clubs, and I'm talking about when girls were wearing DKNY clothing heavy. <laughs> and they still, and when you can think of that video, and when they had the clothes they had on that video, I remember girls was like, I'm like, honestly, the grimiest dudes you can find on Wax right now at that time. <laughs> and girls were loving that song, loving that song because right. they feel like you let them choose what they feel they need to like. You know, they find grimy dudes just as, um, you know, look good looking as the dude that think he all, you know, shiny.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, true.
2: Sure. But it's just that you're giving them a choice. Like, you look at when Wu-Tang first came out, the lady was loving them. Wu, nothing that came out. they was You, you couldn't tell nothing. You girls nothing. But it's just also they didn't feel like you was just forcing something in their face. Like, let me like what I'm going to like without you feeling like. But now everybody's on. is so soft. <laughs> nice. It's so soft and driven to the little girls. I'm like, yup, y'all barking right now. That's,
1: dude. Why That's why they don't like, laugh.
2: That's why they want to convey about And dudes like me doing interviews with you.
1: <laughs> true uh on 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 this album uh rogue agents you you work a lot obviously with uh with sadat x um and now you guys have a new album coming out called uh, xl um, so can you talk about uh, one when did you know you wanted to or you guys wanted to do an album together um also, was it? I mean, was it during this album process? Or obviously, was it? You know, you guys done stuff before. I know you guys have done stuff before. Uh, and also, what can you kind of tell us about uh, the the new album XL?
2: Okay, well, man, yeah, X situation was almost the same as man duplicates. You know, we working with mutual people, and it was just like one day talking, and they brought it to my attention, brought it to X attention. It wasn't like we wasn't thinking. I want to say we wasn't thinking about it, but it just like it came out of left field, and we was like, yeah, you know what? You know, let's do that. I mean, mm-hmm. it won't hurt. And then one thing led to another, and then we just started snatching up beats. And I would say all of the beats we snatched up, we didn't do like a whole bunch of songs. And, you know, every song we did do for this album, we sat together and wrote every song together. Oh, wow. No separate no separate sessions, no no synth space, no attachment files, nothing. Say that in one of the songs, too. We sat there together. So a lot of the tracks that we brought to the table, he brought some tracks to the table. I agree. I brought some tracks to the table with a lot of new producers. People don't know There's a lot of a couple of familiar ones. Uh, we got three guest spots on the record. I don't want to, Ooh, I want to tell you so bad,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I want to give you something to wait for a little bit, but everybody that's on the record is best. That guest is from New York. So that's no. best. I can't, I can't say that. Um, but I, I'm just very, very proud of this record that we're going to put out, and I think it's going to be more than what people are going to expect from me and X. Um, you know, it, it, the single, is, it, we just got mixed, so that's coming soon. We're going to be mastering that soon. We're going to try to put that out and release. By February, um, we're going on to tour in March uh, to Europe, so we're trying to just get the build-up going and really pretty much go from the buzz that, you know, Duke pretty much generated from the Immortals Project album and having Sadat on this record, I think like, and it goes back to what I said about Jr. and and and, and Eternal Quest. The, Sadat was a, a hired mercenary for this for this album. We like, yo, we need you for this record. He, we enlisted his skills to be on the song on two songs, and him on the song with me. All that did was pretty much get the listeners ready. Like, if y'all like what we did on this right here and how we are sitting on this, I guarantee you, when y'all hear this record, when y'all hear this album, man. A lot of people gonna be talking. It's not even because I'm morning it, his night, but I just when I listen to it, I'm totally convinced. Like, wow, we should have did this a long time ago. But oh, wow. it took us. We've been recording this really like since 2011 because okay. we've been touring and stuff like that, and, and you know I've been doing stuff and just me and Duplicats doing what we were doing. So we didn't rush this project at all. We pretty much took our time. It really wasn't nothing to rush for, you know, because it's still gonna be a big surprise to everybody we just pretty much wanted to keep you know putting it in everybody's head to remember since like last year like yo we doing this record we doing this record don't you know don't forget but we've been building it up but i think people going to be surprised and a lot of people going to be happy a lot yes. of people going to be happy cuz you know for, for dudes like us and pretty much my age my age group you know a lot of my friends out here a lot of people i know when i tell them i'm doing the record yo so know, I got so many fans you know, people really, really like like him as an artist, and he's just a genuine dude. And you can't deny the dude's voice. But I'm telling y'all, I mean, I'm saying this right now, y'all hear me? This man is spitting hard on this on this album. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, woo man! It's like, and, he, and I told him like, yo, just be X, yo. And on this whole record, he's being himself. And but, yo, I'm telling you, dude, I guess because of the tracks is like a lot of things are stepped up and I'm really, really excited to get this out there to y'all. And we're gonna try to we're gonna be hitting the road uh this January and February, and just, you know, putting the word out there, you know, we're doing all this on our own.
1: Nice. Uh speaking of collaborations and I obviously would get killed if I didn't ask this. I don't think I would
2: literally get killed. You no, know you know what, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Yes. I'm gonna tell you right now.
1: All
2: right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can expect my man bumpy knuckles on the joint. And you can expect my man A.G. Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant on the joint. And you can expect some new blood, my man Nutso, who was on the joint with me and Lost Pro on the Just Begun song. Mm-hmm. He's on the album as well. So those are the only three that's on the record. The whole rest of the album is me and to through every song.
1: Did Did you purposely limit the amount of uh features you would have in the album?
2: Yeah, because I, I think like you know when you talk about. Two artists from two different groups. I think you pretty much got two guest appearances right there. Right, and, right. You know, I really would like spoil the record if we was to have people thinking that it was just gonna be me and him, and then have like a whole album full of guest features. And I don't really think we we needed that.
1: True. So I want to go into you. You know, at at the uh, the Rocksteady Crew thirty fourth anniversary, you 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 performed as the Artifacts. Um, mm-hmm. So for listeners. Can we expect a reunion tour or, or an album? Uh where is that? I guess in, is that is that in the works or
2: Oh yeah, we're definitely working on that this year. We I mean we've we, been we, we got right, this year you can expect to hear I mean like last year in the last year we did a joint on DJ Diss's album uh the song called Regardless. Um we actually got a song this coming out this year. If if Diamond D put it out this year, we on his new album. We got a song called Azn After- I can't say the word, but yeah, it's the n word no, <laughs> okay. got and then um we got a a single coming out on uh redef records redefinition records uh coming soon, and i got a a, a bunch of projects coming out later this year uh on Redef records and um you know artifacts you know we definitely we we just trying to put this bomb together and, and it's the same thing with Sadam so like uh there's something that we don't want to rust. But we we just trying to put all the pieces together as far as the tracks and, and getting all the producers in line. But we we already started. We we were working now. You know and we gave people a we, we gave people a taste of of the what it's gonna sound like with the Back to Work joint from uh, Marco Polo's album. Right. And i I was we were glad to be on that. That was like you know pretty much that quieted everybody down to think like, I wonder what the record gonna sound like when they come out with it. Like boom, they were one song right there. That's gonna be proof that we still not even say still, but proof that we're gonna have some joints
1: for y'all. Nice. You've obviously done a, you know, you you've you've had a really great career, uh, you've been you've been doing this for, for some time and you've collaborated on a lot of stuff. But I was just curious, what five albums that you weren't a part of do you wish you kinda of were a part of in terms of like whether in the studio when it was happening, you know, flying the wall, where do you spit a verse, you know, whatever.
2: Okay. Um I, w- I wanted to- I wish to have been on the Tony Touch uh Peacemaker L P, the new one that just came out. Any any one of Rock Marciano's mixed CDs he just put out? Nice. My man Sean P uh, Mike Tyson joint, I wanted to be on that. And I can say the war the war album from Far Moss. Oh nice. But it is a lot but you know, I know that's five. but it's-, it's a bunch of other joints. I wish I could have been on that uh, Torrey double Battle albums. Oh, album. Yeah. That was crazy, Mark. I wish I could have been on Marco Polo's first album. So I'm glad I'm, I'm honored to be on the second one.
1: Right. They said I. I, I yeah. The second album was pretty incredible. Yeah. Crazy. Top crazy. to bottom. Top to bottom. It was pretty incredible.
2: When I heard that one with Lil Fame, I was like, hoo, hoo, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! And that was one of the first ones because when he released the when he leaked the Back to Work joint, I was in Japan. I woke up one morning in an hotel like, What the I, was like, oh, I ain't nothing bad Cause I didn't really know he was gonna what he, when he was gonna release it. But I was like just like I heard the Rachel joint, all the songs I heard, I was like, Oh man, this is ridiculous. Right, yeah, it's from, and, yeah. And now that's how that's how you top your first album.
1: Right, exactly, right, right, definitely. Um so what's I mean you've you've obviously you talked about what's next for you. What what's the best way for well one for listeners to continuously continue to follow you, but two, uh cop the Immortals Project, you know, the, the the Rogue Agents
2: album. Right now you can cop the Rogue Agents album on iTunes right now and, we are, and I think we have a lot about to be on Amazon, but you can get it from the Bandcamp, you can get it from iTunes, whichever one you prefer. Um, you can get at me on Facebook, Elder Sensei. Uh, I got a fan page on there. We got a Immortals Project fan page on Facebook. So you can hit that up and like that. Uh, you can hit me up, Elder Sensei. On Twitter, E-L-D-A-S-E-N-S-E-I. I'm up there. You can hit me on Instagram, Sensei from NJ. I'm on there, too. You know, if, if anybody want to get at me, you know, if you follow me, just, you know, it's not hard. Just, you know, hit me up. I'm easy to get at.
1: A legendary El Desensei, new album, The Immortals Project called Rogue Agents. Uh, L, thanks so much for joining me today on The Library with Tim Kell.
2: Yo, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Yo, on behalf of Duplicates... I want to thank everybody for supporting us with this project. Mortals Project, Rogue Agents, is in your stores online. And I appreciate all the love that y'all showed us for this project. And hopefully we can bring more music to y'all. And, you know, we keep the relationship going.
0: Man talking depression in corner rap sessions. Quality control rap Past every label test. Time revamped the chant. Haters hitting every step. Bigger and better moves, affordably produced. vocally subdued. The sound you can't refuse. You're confused. We lock, roll and abuse. Overhauling enthused. dudes. Your yesterday's news. Tools company. Chances and paper is laid in front of me. Part two in the studio, recording comfortably. Reset and reassess. Ready as they involve, Affirmative action. In have heavy and on the job. We musically on call, we giving it to y'all. Lyrically strong, it should be your law. My heart and will is in it. No singing the gimmicks, just bringing a simple method. What it means to kill it. Free spirit, free reign, but never free admission. Compensated display skills on my sh. little opponent, use every component for special moments on stage or in the booth zoning. We burn the candle at both ends, focusing on make the song smoking and formulating a potion. This well suited for change to reassert an image uncharted limits pointing my views and premise rappers today are tragic kick out to the magic appreciate and indulge on what it means to have it i played the part and express myself nastily smashing accurate and all-around dashing immortalized part two duplicate, cuts say, let's go reset and reassess ready and they involved affirmative action heavy and on the job, we musically on call. we giving it to y'all. Stay hard, intact, and steady abroad. Reset and reassess, ready and stay involved. Affirmative action, heavy and on the job. We musically.